This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so today I am really, really excited to be speaking to a lovely lady called Kim O'Donnell, who I've worked with um, for the last few months. Um, and Kim is the founder of Leo, Charlie and Me, which is a pet accessory brand. And Kim is going to be the first person in my success stories series of podcasts where I interview people who, um, who've taken the advice um, that I share about getting publicity for your pet business and really, really have run with it um, and got great results. So Kim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, I'm absolutely honoured to be here. It's wonderful. Thank you. It's lovely to have you here. So can you tell um, the people listening a little bit about you and your business and how how it all came about? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm a 58-year-old mum of three. Um, all my children are grown up and I'm originally from Manchester, um, but I've been based in the heart of rural Staffordshire for the last 28 years. I've worked as a nurse for about 39 years and then a couple of years ago um, became ill. Um, with an autoimmune condition and decided I needed to go part-time and um, reduce my working hours, which I did. But it gave us the opportunity to fulfill a um, long-awaited ambition of getting a dog. Um, And we got Leo. He joined the family in 2016. Closely followed a year later, uh, or two years later, by Charlie, our rescue spaniel, who we got from Spaniel Age UK. Um, She was the catalyst to the business um because everybody thought she was a boy being called charlie um so i started to make her pretty flowery and uh bright colored collars and bandanas and bows and things so that people would know she was a girl um and things sort of spiraled from there uh the idea was it it was going to be a bit of a hobby and a pastime um and i was hoping to raise some money for spaniel age uk to say thank you for stopping charlie from being put to sleep um but it's it's gone a bit beyond that now um, because a friend of mine, back in uh, around about Christmas time, 2018, when I'd not been going for very long, persuaded me to step outside my comfort zone and go and do a Christmas fair at a local little local village. It was a tiny little fair with probably about 50 people coming through the doors during the course of the morning. Um, but the biggest shock to me was about 20 of those people bought something from me. Um, so I thought, oh. This, this might have legs. Um, I need to see how I can develop that. So from there, um, I took advantage of um, an enterprise zone at our local county show in Stafford um, in May 19, uh, 19, uh, May 19 it was, yes, um, which was an incredible opportunity because normally for a county show, you need an outlay of thousands to to have a stall um, in a prominent position. Um, But they run a wonderful little section called the Enterprise Zone where new budding businesses can go and um, display their goods and sell their goods for free. You pay a deposit and then you get that back at the end of the show. Um, And it was a a phenomenal opportunity because that's when I realised I could actually turn this into a business. Um, So the following month, I decided to take early retirement from my job as a school nurse, which I've been working in Stafford for um the 12 years 13 years um and I took early retirement which was great for my health it was great for my husband who was already retired um and it was great because I could spend time with the dogs which is what I really wanted to do um so from June I started to try and concentrate on promoting Leo Charlie and me 
um, to be a, a brand for pet accessories, collars, leads, bows, bandanas and flowers. Um, and it's sort of, I'd had a website for a while, um, but there were no eyes on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm completely new to business. I had got no business experience, no experience on social media, no clue of how to run a website, no experience of marketing. You know, I'm, I'm a hands-on practical nurse who's who delivered you know care to people for 39 years we you know business is completely out of my comfort zone um so it was a bit of a shock to the system and I sat around for a couple of months wondering what the hell I was going to do how I was going to get eyes on my website um and my children kept saying oh you need to look at social media you know all the all the kids are tech savvy aren't they so um they said you know get you promote yourself on social media so I started to look at social media and in August, I stumbled upon an online uh, challenge to improve your visibility. Um, and it was during that visibility challenge that I um, I had to start thinking outside the box, really, and, and look at where I might like to see Leo, Charlie and me featured. Um, and so I started to do some research. And during that research, I discovered the Poor Post, which is your blog, yeah. online blog. Um, and Weirdly, there was another lady in this online challenge who knows you and she messaged me privately and said, you really need to get in touch if you want to improve your visibility and you want to get PR coverage for your business, you really need to talk to Rachel Spencer. So I set about stalking you (laughs) 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 online and and social media Um, and just at that moment you you ran a PR my pet business challenge a free challenge on Facebook which I jumped into and I loved it that much and and it taught me so much that I decided then to go on and do your um course your PR my pet business course um so that happened that started in October I think it was wasn't it yeah last last year and at that point I'd had around about in the previous couple two quarters um of the business i'd had uh, 198 visitors to my website and 210 visitors to my website so that was from april to september so yeah. it was around about 400 people had looked at the website okay so i started this visibility uh, this um piyama pet business challenge and um it was a proper eye opener um i thought that to get press coverage and uh, PR would involve me employing somebody to to do it for me to write things and advertise and all the rest of it but the course showed me that you can actually get the press coverage yourself if you know where you want to be and you know how to do a pitch and you know which journalists are going to be the right journalists that are going to look like the look of what you're pitching mm-hmm. um, so I had I, it just opened up a whole whole new world of um, all the publications that could possibly be where my products would look nice and sit nicely and would get the eyes of my ideal customer. Um, so I learned a phenomenal amount. Um, and the icing on the top of the cake was what came in um, December, uh, which which was when the Prime Minister's dog, Dylan, actually wore a set of products that I'd made myself in my son's bedroom, um, a collar lead, bandana and a bow. And he wore them on election day and he was photographed being cuddled by Boris Johnson in every single photograph, every single newspaper across the globe. 
on the day I was actually on my way to London um, to see my daughter graduate at Trinity Laban and we got off the tube and I saw the picture in the metro the free paper on the tube and there was Dylan in Boris's arms wearing my stuff I couldn't believe my eyes it was the biggest shock Um, because I'd sent him a present when he was adopted and I never thought for one minute that it would ever ever be seen or or worn even let alone be seen um so so from there came a whole host of opportunities to um approach newspapers and people approached me our local newspaper the Staffordshire newsletter um approached me after they'd seen a a piece in the daily mail okay so it Okay, so I'm going to get you to rewind there because you've, there's just so much in there. And actually, yep, we need to break this down a little bit. So okay. um, I have just, I've just been, while you were talking, I was just looking through my phone and I've caught the message that um, I've got the screen grab here of the, that it was Sarah, um, Sarah Baxter, yeah, who's was. another blogger. Sent, um, she's a pet blogger and she's just lovely. She sent me um, a screen grab of, your, of what you posted and it was your wish list and I'm going to read this out because you've been in all of them I think apart from apart from one so dogs today your dog magazine style tales my blog and the dog vine um so I know that you've you've been in dogs today in their Christmas guide haven't you and your dog magazine been on my blog don't know about style tales have you been okay and you haven't pitched to them because I haven't had time (laughs) okay I know that you certainly you I know you've met Teresa and you've built a relationship put with yes in the dog fight um but yeah what i wanted to do is just kind of go back to the go back to the you know you did the visible you did the visibility challenge and then you did my pr yeah. challenge which yes i'm going to be honest now and say that i did that challenge um because i don't know i tried enough i tried i've actually tried a challenge doing something else it was a linkedin one and i thought you know what i'm going to try this for my business i was doing like i'd done blogging courses before but i'd never done the pr one and the pr one went really well you got in the your you got into um dogs monthly loads of other people got some great coverage and I thought you know what I'm going to try this course and actually when we had a call after that challenge I was still on an R as to whether I would do it but you were one of the people who said no just do it just give it a go so you know I kind of did you were like my guinea pigs weren't you <laughs> yeah bless but you heck um, what guinea pigs hey <laughs> I know what a roller coaster and um, but when you kind of I want to kind of get a bit of a feel of where you know where you were at when you were first starting with all this visibility um and because it's weird, isn't it? Going from, you know, you had a very hands-on job in the NHS and then in the schools and then you were physically making products and going out and seeing people in person and then throwing yourself into the online world um, and having, you know, you know, having a business and being, you know, being self-employed and being an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, what was that like for you? Kind of putting it, was, it, it was really, I found it really scary because yeah. what I, in my previous employment I knew what I was doing you know an ex- experience 39 years um there's not a lot that you can get thrown at you that you can't cope with yeah when you've had that much experience in a field but I got no experience in this field at all mm-hmm. yes I can make products um I can make make the dog products no problem because I've been able to sew for years but actually promoting them is really out of your out of my comfort zone because I'm not really one to shout and you know blow my own trumpet I'm a yeah. I'd say I'm a little a little bit shy at putting myself forward, um, and I actually find craft fairs 
I, well, I did at the beginning, quite daunting yeah. because you've got to engage with a customer and talk to them and you think, oh, you know, nobody's going to like what I've got and it's going to be really embarrassing. So that was that was a big step out of my comfort zone. I keep saying about this comfort zone, but it's, yeah. it's, it, is all, it was all alien territory. Yeah. Um, so you have to get used to dealing with the general public on a different level. Um, which was quite a challenge, but the online challenge was, you know, was even, was even greater because yeah. I mean, I still struggle with, um, things like Instagram and stuff, which I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm t- tackling that at the moment, but trying to get a, a grip on social media and PR was just, I just hadn't got a clue. I hadn't got a clue. Um, hardly anybody was visiting the website. Um, I didn't know how to promote it until until I did your course and that was the real big turnaround okay so um just going back to like when you when we did the course and stuff because it is I don't want to go on about I don't want this to sound like I'm going on about myself too much but what if we if if you can just kind of explain in your own words like what you did on the course so the kind of um step by step thing the step by step well well, first of all I had to stop being so shy about saying what I am and what I do um (laughs) and and having and having a, a bio that I can go back to and it just says in a nutshell what you do and who you who you cater for you know whose problems you solve and um and having having such a close knit group was really beneficial i think there were eight of us on the on the course um and it was such a it was a revelation to be able to talk to other like-minded pet business owners in sim- some of them in similar positions to me um because when you're working on a business from home, you're so you're isolated. Yeah. And I've been used to working as a big part of a team with people you can talk to all the time about what you're doing and why you're doing it and you know what works and what doesn't work. But when you're working at home on your own, you don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So not only was the course useful in in that it tells you how to go about improving the PR for you for your own business, you also have got the benefit of experience of a network of people and the networking aspect was fantastic I mean the, some of the girls that I met on your course I'm still in touch with today and we we talk on a regular basis um you know and they're really good at encouraging you to look at things in a different way or try something different that you've not done before um it's and and that was really really useful to me because I was quite I, I felt quite isolated at mm-hmm. home but, but I don't feel like that anymore because now I've got you know two handfuls of of people that I can contact to have a chat about whether it's on WhatsApp or an email mm-hmm. or you know or, or as part of a Zoom conversation um you know to learn learn from their experience and, and support and support each other which is it, that's been that was really that was something I wasn't expecting yeah um from the course Okay, and I like Michelle from Scruffy Little Terrier and Dot and Kate from Dotty Four Paws and Carol from Walkabout Way. They've, they've all been sort of part of the gel that's helped me keep things together and keep moving forward. Yeah, because they they haven't been precious about sharing their expertise and their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I, that's been really valuable. Yeah, I'm totally. I've, I've always kind of said this. I, I really do feel that. Yeah, we we all have skills and knowledge and stuff and the uh, yeah the being don't be precious about sharing what you know because you know no one no one knows it like you do and particularly particularly like over because we're recording this in june aren't we we've just had um, you know we're coming out of lockdown now but it's been a really difficult really difficult mm. time and i think community has been so important hasn't it so yes a lot of different online communities but i'm really it's really lovely to hear that the one that we created on the program um, you know has helped 
yeah it's, it's been um, invaluable and, yeah. and I, you know I'd sort of class people like that as friends now because we've had such a lot of close contact about the business that you know if I if I've got a worry I'll just send Michelle a, a message mm-hmm. or or send you an email yeah, or yeah. you know and it's and it's great just to know that there are these lovely supportive people out there when you're sitting at, alone at home on your sewing machine mm-hmm. panicking about what to do about something that's going on in the business yeah totally and we are we're, that's the thing because we're you know many of the the people who are listening to this you know we are, we are on our own aren't we yeah you know whatever well everybody, everybody's we're at home alone aren't they, are, working from home? yeah we're all at home alone going crazy um <laughs> okay so i know that when you were doing um when you were when you were working through the program and stuff like you were at what what I loved about working with you is whatever I told you to do you went away and did and you had like lots of different and um, lots of different places you wanted to reach and you just kind of chipped away one at a time really didn't you so yeah. t- can you talk yeah. me through what you did so I know at first it was locally and then we can it just kind yeah, of I, I, yeah I started off locally um and I approached our local newspaper the Staffordshire newsletter um and I didn't think that would work. And then uh, shortly after, um, the, the the reporter got in touch with me, and she, and and she did follow it up later on. Um, but initially, I didn't think I was going to have much success with the uh, with that pitch. And then I apply uh, sent a pitch off to um, a local free magazine um, called Staffordshire Outlook, which was brilliant, and they did a fabulous uh, full page spread um, on me and the business just before Christmas um, and that had the reach of about 10,000 homes I think mm-hmm. wow, which, was, okay. which was and it was a, a beautiful piece in a lovely yeah. glossy magazine um, and that that started the the sort of PR journey really mm-hmm. um, I had some cover in a, in a free newspaper that gets popped through people's doors locally and and then the big time hit with uh, with Dylan and the Daily Mail, <laughs> yeah, and the Daily Mail. And from that Daily Mail on online, they then followed up a little snippet in the newspaper the day after, and from there, the local paper picked up the story, and that's when they did a, a big spread on me being a um, pet business owner making accessories for the Prime Minister's dog. That followed in the local newspaper, but that also spread out to. Stoke and to Birmingham in their newspapers as well mm-hmm. it, it had quite a big reach in the Midlands okay and you've got the online coverage as well because when I google yeah, so you a lot of the online comes up as well yeah if, if, if you google Dylan Christmas collar it all all comes up brilliant all, okay. all the all the coverage that was everywhere okay. and I think I think a few newspapers in other countries pick that up as well Wow! Because a, la- the lady, a lady in Israel emailed me um and saying that she would really like a like some accessories for her dogs, uh, the same ones that the prime minister had, and she lives on it. She lives on a kibbutz in Israel. Oh my gosh! Uh, well. but she she's now a pen pal because she emails me, and she's an ex nurse as well. Yeah. So we had a lot in common, um, and um, and she emails me every now and again to tell me what's going on there, and uh, it's really nice. I've I've got quite a few customers who are now regular emailers oh um, brilliant <laughs> fantastic I love hearing this it's just so good Kim um and and I'm just so pleased for you because you worked so hard like every um you know every kind of part of the program you just kind of went away and did and then just very diligently chipped away at all the different tasks so you did well, the local, if, well, you're you did the regional did the, the national yeah um, you're the expert in the field so if you're saying that these things work then I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose by doing all these things one at a time. And I just did it step by step by step by step. 
um, following all the instructions that you gave because I I hadn't got anything to lose because I got nobody really looking at the website. Um, So I thought, you know, there's, you know, there's nothing to lose by Mm -hmm. following all these instructions and there's a heck of a lot potentially to gain. And I was, I I was just lucky really because, you know, everything sort of hit at the time when I'd, I got Christmas products and then mm-hmm. the election and then, you know, it all just, all just sort of fell into place, which was quite fortunate really. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but you, you did do the work as well. And also I just want to say it wasn't just the Dylan story that, that you did. Cause I know obviously the Dylan one is the one no, that everyone true. remembers. There was a lot of other good ones, wasn't there? So yes, there were, yeah, there was the one about Leo going to the doggy boot camp because he was anxious after being attacked by another dog. Yeah. That was a, and, and also the other story about him being a bit of a bit of a savior for me really when yeah. I was diagnosed with my autoimmune condition having having the dog and the focus of the dog helped me enormously and that went in the newspaper too but that was in the telegraph I think yeah so you were in the ex- uh, the, the Sunday Express for the life-saving Labrador and the telegraph that's right. for the mental for health the, and dogs the, yes that's right so with yeah. the mental health um with the mental health one, that was because um, mental health was in mental health and pets was in the news, and you had this brilliant case study that you already had written yeah. and ready to go. So when a yes. journalist came to me and said, "Do you know anyone?" the journalist from the Telegraph asked, "Do you know anyone who's had mental health um, treatment for their pet?" Kim had already done the work, so I literally just clicked send on. But I, w- I would never have associated that as a story that I could use in the press if you if I hadn't have done the course and you hadn't have said, "Well, that." And said to me and reassured me that well, that's a great story that would go mm. in the newspaper. I yeah. wouldn't have even thought about writing that if it hadn't have been for the work that we did on the course. Yeah. So we've so what happened is you've obviously got you've got the news story which was Dylan wearing the bandana. You've got a kind of um, human interest story with the mental health. Another human interest story with the um, with the life saving Labradors. And then you also had like your kind of background story and like and your origin story about how you kind of set up the business as well, made a few different yes. papers. Um, and then the other things you've had is talk us through the different kind of gift guides and things like that that you've featured yeah, in. I was on, yeah, so um, well, when I discovered Twitter, that was another revelation, uh, thanks to the course, Rachel. Um, I didn't really have time for Twitter. I didn't see the point of it um, until you talked about the journal request section. Yeah. Um, and from that, I had an online, um, I, I made a Christmas online gift guide uh, via Twitter. Um, and then I was in Your, your Dog um as a product of the week mm-hmm. in their shopping section um and i hit the uh one of the daily papers um we provided some products for a competition that they were running um i've, I've got which one it was now is it it might have been the pause and close section yes that's in the that was um, in the sun wasn't it yeah um and so yes so Lots, several products have been um, highlighted in the daily newspapers as you know gifts for got dogs and and what have you. So that was that was incredible as well. So it isn't just the the big the the, the stories. Yeah, you know, it, it's possible to get coverage through pitching about your particular products if it's seasonal. Because the the Christmas one was great because I just made um, sets of collar lead bandana and bow of a crisp, Christmassy fabric, and that went that went in. And I did one for Valentine's Day. Um, that got in the newspaper and then a spring one got into the uh, dog magazine. So it's, yeah, it's just about I'm trying to pick in, picking the product at the right time of year yeah. to the right publication really. Yeah. And also I think um, if you, cause you have, you've been, you've, you now, I think, think like a 
think like a journalist might do because you're thinking about okay what's what season's going on and how I how can I make my products relevant to what's going on like Christmas products Valentine's Day yeah. summer spring and so on um, and that so that it all kind of just fits quite nicely in together um, fits fits quite well in together doesn't it so yes yeah. it's great for promoting you but it's also it's great to get in the paper but it's also great to have a product that's really relevant and timely because you can share that on social yeah. media and on the media you control as well, can't you? Like on your blogs. That's and, right. Well, and, and yeah. I think that's possibly why we're, we're so busy at the moment because yeah. we've diversified um, into making the masks because mm-hmm. uh, I had a customer inquire if, if I could make a mask that would match a dog collar and bandana yeah um, and of course I, I can I did some because I can sew most things if I have a you know you can you, if you know how to sew you can make a lot of th- lot of things um, so I tried out three different designs and the one that I like the best I started to produce and put it out on social media um, and we've had a phenomenal response wow okay so tell me about um tell me about a little bit about life in lockdown as well Kim because I know you have um you've you have you've been shielding haven't you because that's right yes it's been it's it's been a uh quite a trial really um because I'm being shielded because I'm on auto um immune well immunosuppressive drugs uh, for my autoimmune condition which means I'm a lot more vulnerable than a lot of people um so I've been stuck indoors since March uh, very very rarely venturing out um, and we've got my daughter here who's moved up from moved up from London just before lockdown happened um, because she can't work at the moment because the theatres are closed and my husband now if you if you're being shielded the other people in the house are meant to live separately from you mm-hmm. if they're out going out and about so um, and that makes life really really difficult yeah. you'd have to use a different kitchen different bathroom separate bedrooms it would be really difficult to manage the dogs between us all because you know they they can't socially distance you know they'll leap on one of us and then go and leap on another um so we've all been shielding so we're really lucky because i was on the vulnerable list we managed to secure a weekly food delivery slot yeah um so we haven't had to go out and do the shopping um Hannah and my husband Clive have been walking the dogs morning and evening separately because they were allowed to exercise in alone once a day. Um, and I occasionally went out around about 11 o'clock at night for the nighttime walk around the block with the dogs when there's nobody around at all. So I haven't been stuck indoors, but I haven't been out, out walking the dogs in daylight hours, yeah. uh, which has been a real strain. Mm. I found it a real strain. But we've been. I thought we'd have to stop, stop actually um, working, and and the company would have to close temporarily, um, because I didn't see a way of being able to get my products to the customers. But we've got a really lovely network of people in the village, and our local pub, the Woolpack, has. Um, although it was closed for business, it set up um, the Western Hub, and they've had a whole raft of volunteers offering to do jobs for people in the village who are either vulnerable due to age or they're shielding because of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a, a ready supply of people, including our lovely post lady, Julie, um, who have been collecting parcels from me and taking them to the post office for me. Brilliant. Um, because some parcels have got to be handed over at a post office, especially the ones that are going abroad. And I've had a lot, bizarrely since lockdown, I've had a lot of um, orders from other countries, um, which I, I hadn't had. 
prior to lockdown. So I've been shipping to uh, a lot of European countries, uh, Cyprus, Israel, Kuala Lumpur. But in order to send them, they need to actually go through a proper post office yeah. so that they can tr- use the track uh, tracking system. So if I hadn't had access to such a lovely group of volunteers, those those um, orders could never have been fulfilled. Wow! So I'm okay. really grateful to the volunteers we've had in the village. But we've we've also had to sort of look outside the box again for ways of um, of posting things. I've used UPS which I wouldn't have considered before. I've used DHL and Hermes delivery couriers um, because they'll come and pick things up from your house for an additional charge so you don't have to think about going out. There's a fantastic service uh, online called Click and Drop with the Royal Mail. So if you can weigh your parcel and measure your parcel, you can actually print off postage labels in your own home, stick Mm -hmm. them on the parcel and then just pop them in any regular letterbox. So that's been an absolute godsend to keep keep things going. Um, And only this week I've discovered in, in the town within five minutes drive um there's a 24 7 post box for parcels so okay i can now actually post parcels without having to involve anybody else because yeah I, I start to get worried that i'm asking volunteers too much and i don't want to impose on other people's free time too much so we've now got an alternative for parcels for the uk i can now post them myself because yeah. i can drive in isolation to the post box and post them in the post box using the hand sanitizer without having to involve anybody else which is which is great so okay. we're, we're carrying on we're carrying on being able to supply all our products and get them out to people quickly well the, what's really jumping out at me listening to you talking kim is that you are actually doing really you know you're making loads of products and getting loads of stuff out there so have you tell me like yeah how busy you've been what kind of have you got any stats of how many things you sent out and masks and uh, all the other stuff I've, i think we've we've had i've made over 250 um masks so far wow. okay uh, but i've been i've been sewing scrubs as well we yeah. we sent off our last set of scrubs um oh last week sorry um, kim so tell me about tell me about how busy uh, you know how busy you've been over during lockdown what kind of things have you been doing uh, it's it's been absolutely hectic well we started off sewing scrubs um because i i didn't think i was going to be able to do much in the way of products because i didn't think i'd be able to get them out um we sent off our last set um two last two sets this week um i've still got more cut out ready to ready to sew but we've been really busy making masks and and selling dog collars and bandanas too and i must have made over 250 um masks so far since we started and that's only been in the last three weeks four weeks max um i've got nine orders here on the desk waiting to go in various stages of production Mm -hmm. so that those nine orders uh there's probably about 24 24 masks to go today so um yeah we're being kept busy sewing um so much so that i've taught my daughter while she's here with us um how to sew so she's doing a little bit of sewing and sorting out all the admin for me which is an absolute godsend Uh, so i can concentrate on the sewing because if people are asking for masks, they want them now. They don't yeah. want them in two weeks' time. So um, I had one week, one night last week where I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning sewing to make sure that we could get them all out the following day, um, which is something I've not done in a long time. That was that's quite nice actually, sitting at night when everybody's fast asleep and just carrying on sewing. It's very um, quite therapeutic. It was a dog asleep at my feet. Um, it's a bit, a bit <laughs> felt a bit Victorian really because I was in dim lighting, so yeah. it didn't disturb. 
dog, but the light, because there's a light on my sewing machine, so I can see what I'm doing, but the rest of the room was in darkness. So it's a little a bit strange. It's a bit like working by candlelight. Oh, my so, God. Um, yeah, that is, yeah it's, been, it's been hectic. Uh, the biggest challenge has been getting getting fabric delivered um, because a lot of companies have either closed or they've got reduced work, uh, workforce. So fabric is taking a bit longer to get to us. Yeah. Um, but I'm stocked up at the moment, so we're, we're good to go. Wow. Okay. So just going back to the publicity thing, um, can I just yeah. ask you, what kind of impact do you think it's had on your business, um, you know, having having the publicity that you've received? Oh, gosh. Well, I had a quick look at some uh, stats on my website. Um, so in, in 2019, before I did the PR course and, and, and got all the publicity, I had about, in, a, in the quarter, uh, July, September in 2019, I had about 210 visitors to the website. In the quarter that included all the PR, I had 1,645. Okay. So it was a 683% increase in visitors wow. to the website. Um, it quietened down a little bit in January, mm-hmm. um, although there were almost 1,000 visitors to the website, January to March. But okay. since April, just before the lockdown started and the lockdown so far to date, from the beginning of April, we've had uh, 1,700 visitors. So that's wow. up another 100 percent of visitors okay. to the website. So um, all, all, all the visitors started once I'd done the PR course and started yeah. to get um, coverage in the papers. Wow, that's quite a leap, isn't it? Um, it was a heck of a leap, yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, and also I just want to ask you, what's been the impact personally for you as well? Because you talked at the beginning about, you know, going into going into starting a new business and taking on um you know going out to kind of tackle the online world and all these things that we need to learn really quickly um and it's tough isn't it it's you know it's a lot to get your head around but i'd love to know what the impact of you know having all of this success really has been for you personally how's that um i feel a lot more confident now i was quite daunted at the beginning and i and i didn't think i was ever going to make any headway um and in some some respects there was a lot of stuff that i didn't know that i didn't know yeah so um and unless someone points things out to you, you're never going to discover that on your own. So being part of, of some of these online challenges has really expanded my knowledge. So now I know what I need to do. Yeah. In some cases, I still don't know how to do it. So I'm still having to look for further help. So for instance, I, at the beginning, I knew nothing about SEO. Yeah. Uh, the search engine optimization on the website, not a clue. Nothing was, um, I hadn't done anything on the website, but the session that we had with, with Rosie, um, Robinson made me realize there was such a lot of stuff I didn't know so that facilitated um, some extra learning for me um, mm-hmm. and I did a set I had a one-to-one session with Rosie and she pointed, pointed out an awful lot of stuff that I could do to improve things on the website and I'm sure in no small part that is also yeah. perhaps responsible for um, better pickup from Google mm-hmm. um, that that really helped um, also, um, the, the other thing that that's helping, uh, which I'm exploring a bit more now, is um, doing things on social media because uh, yeah. I, I wasn't really. Uh, I'm still not consistent enough on social media. Um, I don't post enough. I'm. St- I've still got a bit of a mental block about um, posting things. 
I don't, as I say, I don't do it regularly, regularly enough and I'm not really focused enough. So I need, I need to improve in those areas. I need to improve in Instagram, improve in Facebook. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing something about that now. I'm doing a, an online course now. Um, yeah. on Im- improving my Instagram stories and things. So hopefully that will have a, a knock-on effect when I ma- master social media a little bit better. Yeah, I think all these things just feed into each other, but you've got a really good understanding of lots of different topics now. Like, you know, you've talked, you've covered press, you've covered PR, you've covered blogging and SEO. And now you yeah. go, you know, you're getting your head down and working on your social media. And all of these things will fit together really nicely and all, all of them will help. And also... Yes. Like, when you can go back out to events as well, yeah, that's that's always going to be a nice big boost for you, isn't it? Um, yes, I thought I thought the no events would be would, would serve as a death knell really to yeah. the business, but actually, you just have to learn to be adaptable and mm. push yourself to be brave and and do other things um, yeah. and not be embarrassed um, about putting yourself out on social media. I think that's that's the biggest thing. You know, you need to have a go because if you don't try something you're going to stay in the same place but if you have a go at something you know there could be some progress you can improve and you can learn something and then build on it yeah. so I think, I think my biggest my biggest fight is against inertia mm-hmm. uh, uh, for looking looking silly uh, I worry too much about things not being perfect and embarrassing myself yeah um, but actually you need you need to you need to be more brave be more brave and you need to put yourself out there a little bit more because if because if you don't do it for yourself nobody else is going to do it for you yeah. um and as i said to a lady who was talking to you last week i'm not just doing it for me and the business i'm i am trying to raise money for spaniel age uk mm-hmm. so the more i put myself out there and the more business i get the more money i can raise for spaniel age uk so it's not yeah. just me that's that'll benefit from developing the business and having a reasonable income those little doggies are gonna are gonna benefit from it too so that's that's the sort of fire in my belly to keep to keep pushing (laughs) Mm, oh my gosh definitely listening to you then I was just thinking I was just about to ask you actually what's your biggest takeaway but you've just answered it for me and it's funny that you say you know you talk about pushing yourself to be brave and putting yourself out there on social media and um, and I think that you do do that I think you do it really well but the other thing that I, I, I have to say Kim is that you've been on like you've been online in the scare what people view as the scariest newspaper in the world you went on mail yeah. online the day after the election now that is brave that is putting your head <laughs> above the parapet and if if you know if you can do that you can totally do anything you really can um which you know you've just you, you've just been incredible and everyone you know everyone's i know you've always had like loads of lovely feedback but yeah you know when you're thinking oh god can i do this on social media just think of you know you've run the gauntlet of the daily mail comment section that's so. true but well i didn't read them because yeah um, don't read I, them. I, look, I looked at the couple <laughs> and i thought oh my god i'm not so sure i want to read these and, and so i thought do you know what i'm not going to look brilliant um, advice but, there <laughs> but other, other people um looked at them and responded on my behalf oh <laughs> i love it i know oh my god great fantastic yeah, my, my daughter took somebody on who'd made a silly comment so oh, uh, good. yeah it was quite funny yeah and that's the thing and you know we're when I guess when when you see other people kind of put themselves out there and go through it, then you know we it's it's one of those where about about sticking to where you need to stick together, don't you? And yeah, get through it. And who yeah, you know the Daily Mail comment section. Let's just 
just leave them to do what they do. But um, I also wanted to ask you as well, obviously I love the stuff that you talked about with Charlie and her being your why and, you know, poor little Charlie, it could have been such a different end, such a different life for her. Yeah. Well, she would, she wouldn't have been here. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Spaniel age, she wouldn't be here because at 14 months she was taken to be put to sleep um, because they said she was, she was lame and aggressive and she's, she's not lame and she's not aggressive. She's, she's just a typical Spaniel. She's just lovely. So, um, you know, we, we owe a lot to that vet who, who suggested to her owners that um, they surrender a, to a, a charity rather than put her to sleep. Absolutely. But I wanted to ask you, how much have you raised for Spaniel Aid? Do you have a figure for that? Oh, do you know, I haven't. Um, I haven't got that as a figure. I know that... Um, it's definitely in the hundreds last... though, isn't it? Oh, yes. A couple of hundred, at least a couple of hundred. Yeah. Um, I would so Oh, and I would imagine this this quarter the amount that they'll be they'll be getting from April to the end of June will probably be a couple of hundred pounds. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. So I I, I donate every quarter. So, yeah. Uh, and I also give them products so that they can auction them off, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in their raffles and things. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. It's a really really good. And recently, Carol, I was a judge for um a competition um yeah. a photograph competition for the walkabout way and carol very kindly um split the proceeds from the competition um three ways between the judges so yeah. spaniel age uk got 70 pounds just from me being a judge of a photograph competition so um you know that's money that i wouldn't have been able to donate yeah um if it hadn't been for the pr course because i met carol through the pr course so um money's getting to them in lots of different ways Oh no, that's fantastic. Okay, so um, you've you've like you've just you've just done so much over the past nine months um, that I've known you, um, and I know that you've you've because you've tried so many different things. I guess there's lots of advice you could give, but if you had to say, you know, if you just had to give one little nugget of advice to somebody, you know, if you could go back to you like nine months ago, what advice would you give yourself or to somebody who's just kind of starting out when it comes to putting themselves out there and, and, and you know, pushing through the pain and going and getting, you know, the media coverage that, that, that you want for your business? I'd say find, find the expert in the field, listen to what they've got to say and act on everything that they've got to say. Yeah. Even when that means being brave and doing things that you're really not, not used to or comfortable with or you might find embarrassing. Um, because actually when you've done it once it's less difficult the next time you do it it's less difficult the time you do it after that so um it's it's being brave it is yeah. it is really being brave when when you're in a in, in an area that you're not particularly familiar with you just need to grit your teeth and get on with it and, and learn from the experience fantastic okay so um what's next for leo charlie and me then um because oh, i know you've also brought out loads of products as well haven't you in the last year yeah well yeah what's uh, next for you do you know, um, at the moment, I'm not really sure, specifically because of this coronavirus, because yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get out in a in a low-risk or no-risk environment. We haven't had much guidance yet from the government uh, and the NHS about what shielded people are going to do and how, how easy the um, 
easing of lockdown will be for us. So I don't know when I'll be able to go to the next fair or dog show. Um, so what I'm going to do is just concentrate online and improving mm-hmm. things um, through social media yeah. uh, for the moment until until I can get out back out there to show the county shows and dog shows and craft fairs and things. I mean, I'm part of a fantastic group called uh, Chase Handmade, which yeah. is um, a local um consortium of craft people who all make really lovely handmade things um and they're branching out online as well now because a lot of their events well all of their events have been cancelled so they're going to start running online um events so i'm hopefully going to be part of that um the first one of those is in july it's a two-day event over a weekend so you've got to have all eyes on social media and be around for customer queries and things but they'll they'll enable you to showcase um several of your products through photographs and then you have to have links to your website or to your um, messaging system so that you can actually talk to customers as they're viewing your viewing your products so that'll be interesting that's a that's a completely new way of working having a craft fair online a live craft fair online so people are starting to look at other ways of um of keeping businesses going yeah um so it's it's about uh, again being brave and having a go so um i've never done anything like that before so that'll be a first so it'll be interesting to see how that goes absolutely i'm sure you'll uh, i'm sure you'll absolutely smash it and you've just adapted <laughs> to so many things haven't you and Fingers crossed. yeah really... i feel a bit like a chameleon at the moment because i'm having to change in so many ways but hey ho you know it's a spice of life isn't it it is isn't it totally and also yeah. like kim you know I, I, I love chatting to you and seeing what you do because you know what i mean i've been, i'm in the same boat like when i first when we first worked together I was kind of you know my business was completely different so you do it's really hard isn't it and sometimes you feel like you're on this I was talking to somebody earlier about like being on like a roller coaster that goes from like zero to like 100 kilometers an hour in about two seconds flat but you just have to just try and hold on tight and 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 make the best of it don't you which that's that's right you've got to be adaptable to change I think and that sometimes that's the thing that's the hardest thing because if you've always done something a particular way um, it's very hard to start doing things differently. Yeah. But, you know, I, as I said before, if you don't try, you're not going to actually stay stay relevant and current. And to yeah. stay relevant and current, you've got to keep changing. Uh, I think that's probably the hardest thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, look, Kim, I know that you've Especially got... Especially at my age. <laughs> oh, stop it. You've been brilliant. I know that you've got a massive pile of masks that you need to work through. I do, I do, I yeah. will let you go, but can you tell us where we can find out more about Leo, Charlie and Me? Yep, you can find me on uh, Um I'm on Facebook as Leo, Charlie and Me. I'm on Instagram as Leo, Charlie and Me. Um, and those, those are the three main places you can find us fantastic okay well thank you so much kim for sharing your story it's been wonderful so if you've listened to the episode with kim and you've it's made you think about potentially wanting to work with me and follow in her footsteps um, in securing brilliant press coverage for your pet business i wanted to tell you a little bit more about my publicity for pet businesses membership program so inside there you get the publicity for pet businesses course which is the one that kim did it's a 12 module course um, providing a step-by-step guide on how to get publicity for your pet business the last time i sold this as a standalone course it was for seven £150. You get the Kickstart Your Pet Business blog, which is also an online course to help you get started with blogging, and that's usually £127. All the lessons are inside a membership site, so you log in and you can access recordings, templates, swipe files, um, which you can work through whenever you like. 
Each month we have six live classes going through the programme. So what they are is a mix of sessions from the programme. Then we also have forward planning. We have a drop-in session where you can ask me questions about anything you might be working on that you might need help with. We have master classes. So we have them on SEO, on photography, um, and I've got a FOMO class coming up, um, coming up soon. And we also have a Meet the Journalist session, so that's where journalists come in and talk to the group. Um, Anna Webb, who's a BBC journalist, did the last one. We've also had Jill Foster come in, who runs Feature Me, and Jane Common, who is a pet journalist and a columnist for Real People magazine. There is a private Facebook group, um, and if you have an interview and you need a prep call to prepare you, um, you can have those as well. Um, finally, there's a workbook to keep everything that you learn in one place. So if you're in interested in joining, the investment is currently £57 a month, and that's over 12 months, or you can pay in one go and then you get a month free, so that means it's only £627. So if you'd like to find out more, I'll put the link in the show notes to this episode, or you can just send me an email, and that's Rachel at rachelspencerwrites.com and it would be brilliant to see you in there. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.